Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody. and Welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Some excellent game this weekend, Eric McLean. <laughs> I don't know if people can tell on YouTube. My hair still looks good from the wedding, but my... Um, my face looks tired, I would say. No, I would come say, on. But probably not as tired as Mac. Mac, by the way, he has family over right now, so he had to go find a different location. Where am I? <laughs> and he just took me through his house, and I got to see the baby and, you know, all the other people who don't really matter. I got to see the baby. <laughs> so, Mac, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. You know, I, I feel like that was kind of par for the course of how the weekend's going. You know, I sit down, I'm ready to do an episode. It's, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever time <laughs> it is. And then a rush of people just show up in my tour. We want to see the child. I said, okay, uh, I guess I'll try to do this. And KG told me, hey, you know, I can hear everything they're saying. I can saying. literally so hear everybody. <laughs> I had to move. I had to move. So now I'm in my, my our bedroom. I don't know how much you guys can see. I just see my big head in the screen. So, uh, you know, Kaki does a great job decorating. And KG, you got to see some of that. It's beautiful. You got to see some of that. <laughs> and I'm in my father's office. You can see some sort of Looks tennis great. poster back there. Um, you know what? We're thriving right now. We, we are, are thriving. We're making it happen. So... We've obviously got to get into the big Clemson-NC State game, the game that we hyped up all week. And I would say it delivered. I mean, it was it was a great game. Clemson was in control, especially when they scored late and got up 30-13. to 13, But overall, it was a great game. But first, Mac, latest AP poll. Clemson, number five, holding strong. NC State at 14. I think that was Come good on. to not punish NC State too much because I thought NC State really held their own. Wake Forest at 15. Wake goes down to Tallahassee. And proves both of us wrong, Mac. The Clemson hangover was um, was nothing for Wake Forest. And then Syracuse jumps in the poll at 22. Come on, Cuse. Also, Mac, first of all, yes, celebrate Cuse. What are we doing ranking LSU and dropping FSU for losing to the number 15 team in the country? And they also right. already beat LSU. That, oh, that kind of annoyed me. I don't know if Florida State deserved to drop out. LSU must have really beaten a high-caliber opponent, right, who's thriving and doing great. Oh, yeah. Isn't Who that what they happened? beat? Alabama? Oh wait, they beat they beat an Auburn team that's about to fire their whole staff. Oh cool. Uh, oh, they were losing the whole game to Auburn and they won. Oh cool, yeah, rank them, put them in the top so twenty-five. Stupid. Come on, y'all. <laughs> that, you're going to punish FSU that much. Here, here's the news flash that I think people need to hear, Mac. Wake Forest is good, and especially good. you know after the Clemson game, people said, "Wow, what's wrong with Clemson?" No, Wake is good. I mean, can, right. if Wake can go do that to that Clemson defense and. Yeah. and and of course, score the ball like they did and then recover. Cause that's what we talked about. We were like, this is going to be a very tough thing for Wake to bounce back, recover, good on right. Tallahassee win. Let's put some respect on Wake's name, please. They did it. They did it. Well, let's just start there because okay, that game sure. was tremendous. I mean, they came out swinging, you know, really at FSU. Okay. They get the ball, they march down the field, score. And then it's like, uh oh, what's going to happen? Right. Well, what happened is Wake Forest scores 28 unanswered mm -hmm. and just looks nuts. And you know what is so funny to me about it is just that perception, exactly what you just said. Even from FSU outlets that, that cover this, and if they're listening, yeah. sorry, I, I got to call you out because I think this is so funny. You know, they were making fun of Sam Hartman and doing like these grenade gifts, just, you know, somebody just launching a ball and say, oh, look, this is going to be Sam Hartman on Saturday. And I comment underneath, I said, well, you better hope A.T. Perry or, or Banks isn't down there because guess what? That's going to be points. And right. that's exactly what happened. I mean, Sam just was delivering time and time again. And man, it, it's impressive to see. Wake Forest is for real. And that defense, 
they killed these guys up front. I mean, when, when you saw what they were able to do, I'm going to pull up the stats here to tell you, they severely limited the, the rushing attack from right. FSU. FSU had 112 yards. Those guys are like top five in the country in what they do, and they cut it in half. I mean, that's a performance. That That's what you need. That's what you have to have to play that championship-level type football if you're Wake Forest. And so they, they delivered. And guess what? They also created turnovers. That's what they do. They got their hands on the football. They created fumbles. They jumped on the ball. And you see what happens, 31-21. Now, I, I did like what I saw from FSU. Now, they had a lot of injuries, too, that I think – Game would have been closer. I'm not sure if I'm, you know, going totally on the the game would change and and they would win. But the way they responded after being down and not just quitting and showing some fight and and really, you know, having an opportunity to push that thing, that's big because similar to a year ago when we're saying how's FSU going to respond? They're 0 and 4. What are they going to do? Well, now you're you're doing great and you get punched in the mouth. What are you going to do now? And they kept fighting. And Jordan Travis still electric. That guy's so efficient with the football. Just the running backs were bottled up, and that's what they do. I mean, that's a part of their identity, part of their offense. And when you take away that, you see the result. Great performance by Wake Forest. And, like, yeah, exactly. Give credit to Wake. And I, I want to give credit to um, Josh Graham, who does radio in the Winston-Salem area. Come on, and Josh. <laughs> I was on his show last week, and he made a point that I don't think a lot of people are saying. Wake Forest won the division last year, something they basically never do. They won the division. Right. And they fired their defensive coordinator. How many right. teams win a division and and try to upgrade at coordinator? I mean, that is a right. rare thing. Right. Wake did that because it's they crazy. they wanted it's to crazy. get better defensively. They knew that they had to, and they obviously have. Yes, they gave a bunch of points to Clemson, but Clemson can score. What they did to FSU and specifically bottling up the run game for FSU, which we know, as we've talked about so many times, Mac, that's what makes FSU go, and to do it in Tallahassee to do it after playing Clemson and not let that Clemson game beat you twice. I don't know what, I don't know what Wake has to do to get more national respect. They may (laughs) just continue to be disrespected. You you want me to tell you, you want me to tell you what they got to do? Win the ACC? They got to beat Clemson. Clemson. That's what they got to do. That's what they have to do. Um, There's a couple of things there. I I just want to point out. Uh, Number one, I love what you just said. Clemson can score. It's been a very long time yeah, since we can sit here and admit proven. that. It's proven now. It's proven. It feels great. Another thing, I just have to give a simple brag right quick. Um, my partner here, KG, has been all over radio as a football analyst. <laughs> I love to see that stuff, Kelly. So you're killing it. The respect is there. Keep grinding because you're making uh, you're making us better. I just have to say that to you because well, it was really cool seeing those tweets, seeing people share that. I'm like, that's my freaking partner out here balling. Come on. I appreciate that, Mac. I, I am getting more calls to do those, which I enjoy doing. And, you know, That's I always right. end up quoting you in some way, shape, or form when I'm No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. But, I mean, in the end, Mac, this is a Wake team that needs to be taken very seriously. Sam Hartman is that yeah. dude. And this was, a, this was a, a massive win, I think, for Wake and for their program. And for FSU, right. I think you're fine. You're 4-1. and one. You, you still should be ranked, in, in my opinion. And what's really exciting is we have FSU-NC State this weekend. That, that is a massive game. And both of these teams have to find a way to get up off the mat. That's going to be tough. Yep. Yeah. Cannot wait to break that one down all day Friday. I think another thing to, to just point out, you know, we mentioned Sam so much. And I know we talk about these wide receivers a, a lot, but those guys are so good. I mean, they really are. From Lossing dudes to like five. it's not even yeah. funny. Jumping like, over whew. them, taking the ball away. I mean, yeah. it's just – it's not. I've been saying for a while, I think they're top two. 
they might be number one. I mean, seriously, by the end of the day, when you see the depth plus the production, we've got a ways to go in this season. But I think by the end of this thing, look out. This might be the number one wide receiver core in the entire country. And it's pretty unbelievable to think with Wake. Just a month ago, we had no idea what to expect because Hartman was still out. And now, look what they're doing. They have Army this week. Then they have a bye. Then they have Boston College at home. Then they have Louisville. I think this Wake team most likely will have one loss heading into the NC State game at the beginning of November. Right. So yeah. y'all, y'all don't, don't, sleep, don't sleep on the D. <laughs> okay, let's get to the game that we had been hyping up all week. Clemson, NC State. Clemson wins 30-20. to 20. Mac, I felt so completely honest, as some of you may remember. I was at my brother's wedding. Nick and I are checking the score. There was actually um, one of the groomsmen's fiancés was an NC State graduate. So we're talking trash. Um, it's so fun that we were both, she wanted to know the score. So we're like, you know, keeping her updated. And overall, I I could tell from the score, it felt like Clemson was in control for most of the game. Went back and watched the condensed game this morning and and saw it all there. But I thought Clemson's defense stood up, embraced the challenge for a team that gave up 45 to wake the week before for that. I didn't think. I thought the defense would show up and look better. I didn't think they'd look that good, Mac. Yeah, really no, I, I, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> and I think what's what's interesting is when you look at how the game kind of went, the first quarter had two possessions. Clemson got a try, and then Wake Forest mm-hmm. got a try, and the quarter was over. And I was just like, are we going to have a four-possession yeah. game? Yeah. I mean, is this what we're about to watch? To is seven. it going to be nine to – yeah, nine to six? I mean, what the, like the, the Jillios. They loved, Jillio and, and Ovis, they would have loved that. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they wanted. Um, and it was interesting to see how kind of each settled in at different times, but Clemson just more so. And like you said, I mean, a lot of opportunity that Clemson could have won much more comfortably, but you have to give so much credit to that NC State no, defense that – just put them in weird positions. And and those linebackers, man, they were on full display. They were triggering so fast. All three of them highly impacted that game. Um, but just ultimately, at the end of the day, to see Clemson really flex their muscles at home uh, was impressive. DJ Uyunglele, I, I cannot – we're going to have to have him on here sooner than <laughs> yes, later. Um, just to, to talk about this because the transition that we are seeing – it is so incredible. I mean, there were five passes in this game alone that he physically could not mm-hmm. make a year okay. ago. He pass. couldn't make Which them. pass – tell me. I wonder if we're thinking the same one. Which pass was the pass that stood out to you from the game? The most impressive the, pass. The one game? to Shipley. Yes, correct. And then the one okay. to Brenningstool, the tight end. Brenningstool he wouldn't have made own. either one of those. He wouldn't I have agree. made those passes. Brenningstool, I thought, was a great play, and Brenningstool made a great play. The Shipley play, when I was re-watching <laughs> the condensed game – I stopped, I watched it again, I stopped, I showed it to Nick, I stopped, I showed it to my father, because I thought he literally did not look Shipley's way no. until he threw the ball. He just knew and he was going to beat something, it. Yes, yeah. and that's the difference. That yeah. I thought that throw completely um, encapsulated the difference yes. between last year and this year with DJ. 100%. And then the last thing that is a naked bootleg. Clemson would never, ever, no. never call a naked bootleg for him a year ago, even the, the first couple of games. But he's never. just gotten so much more confident. And, and you know, it's it's so funny that, again, I know I keep going back and forth with this, and some of our regular listeners are probably tired of hearing me say this, but even in that Georgia Tech game, he was a shell no. of what he is now. Yes. He threw the ball at 50%. It's unreal. He got sacked three times, and he rushed for an average of one yard per carry. 
ever since then, he's rushed for seven yards a carry. Yeah. He's so effective. He's so hyper accurate. It, it is truly amazing. I mean, there might be a, a, a docu-series about this one. There should be. I'm not going to say a 30 for 30. Be. We'll see what happens. But it, it is an unbelievable turnaround. And he put the team on his shoulders. And, and I thought he ran the ball so well. You saw a couple of massive runs there. And then ultimately the defense, I mean, holding NC State to 30 yards. Listen, the yeah, Joe said that, that, that Demi was going to be their X factor. And Demi he didn't even too. play. Like they took him out of the game. Yeah. And so they completely wrapped it up. KJ Henry balled, balled yeah. out, was so you know, just instrumental in so many different things. The corners, you know, got better. We saw some growth there, still a ways to go for that secondary, but really impressed with the D-line that did not have Brian Brzee, that did not have Xavier Thomas. So look out. The guys are getting better, and uh, they're getting right in the thick of this season. It felt like the D-line felt called out a little bit. Yeah. And um, K.J. Henry, Miles Murphy, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Davis. Davis. Tyler Davis, whoo, had a Really big came to play. When I think about DJ's transformation – the one name that's come to mind recently over the last couple of weeks when we talk about, you know, is this the greatest comeback we've ever seen mm-hmm. from one season to another? Joe Burrow comes to mind because yeah. people forget Joe Burrow's first season at LSU. He was not very good. Now they brought right. in a different offensive coordinator and he, and he had all these weapons and I think he had like maybe sure. 13 touchdown passes in the first season, Right, but and he right. didn't have all that hype. So it wasn't as crazy. I guess it wasn't as, much pressure for that that 13 touchdown season no one really cared but mm-hmm. it's similar to that because Joe yeah. Burrow went from kind of a dink and dunk game manager can you win with this guy to the right. best player in the country right I'm not saying DJ's the best player in the country because there's other great quarterbacks but he's mm-hmm. one of he's yeah. he's in that discussion which is crazy just to it's see crazy. the turnaround again and I and nobody <laughs> need you don't discredit it don't discredit his journey right what he's been right. able to do what he's I agree. been able to do Mac, I think one of the things that has worried me about NC State really since last year came back to bite them and that they couldn't run the ball. And right. so you put a lot on Devin Leary's plate. He has to throw the ball 47 times. I thought Devin Leary still played well. He stood in there. There were times where he, you know, he just had no time. Clemson was getting to him with just rushing three, which yeah. is, I mean, that's not Devin Leary's fault. That's right. just the, the line <laughs> needs to play better. But he still, he kept NC State in the game. Yeah. And I do think NC State's defense overall did look pretty good. And that's why I'm glad they didn't drop NC State out of the top 15. Because, I mean, you go to Clemson, a place that you haven't won since 2002, and I thought NC State held their own. I know that no yeah. state fan is happy with a loss. I get that. Sure. Most state fans are like, how on earth did DJ become this, you know, and now <laughs> from last year to this year, and, of course, we have to deal right. with it. But I think you have a ton of season left. If you're in yeah. state and you're no, no question, no question. And these, I mean, these guys are really good. I think a lot of state fans and and you know other just football fans were kind of questioning. Okay, this is the litmus test. This is where right. we'll see how good is NC State going against this Clemson team. They're fantastic. I mean, I think that certainly you know New Year's Six Bowl might not be yeah. out of the question. Big I bowl agree. game, certainly a deal. And quite frankly, I mean, if crazy things happen, still a shot at the ACC championship. Who, sure. who knows what that could look like? You know, it's not or one a loss, lock. Man. Yeah, one it's loss, not a lock. Yeah, Non-division yeah. champion, but a one-loss team. Right. Who knows? Right. Exactly. Not out of the question. A lot of goals still out in front of you. Um, and just to mention the, the Devin Leary deal, he's so good. I mean, he, he looked like the preseason player of the year last night. And, and the things that he was able to do, the throws that he made were just nuts, KG. And to see it from kind of the – the behind angle, if, if you guys can somehow get the, the clip of that film, just watching it from behind and seeing things open up, 
he's throwing guys open. Like Thayer Thomas was triple covered and he lights this thing in there where only Thayer could catch. It's either going to be an incompletion or a catch. And it was brilliant. And to see how he had moved the pocket subtly, keep things alive, had massive plays that weren't, you know, huge yard wise, but just massive things that in the run game with his legs kept drives alive, got that touchdown at the end of the game. He's going to be a fantastic pro. And I think that there were some question marks going into this game. The only time we really saw him look great was against UConn. It was like, okay, what's he going to do? Yeah. He looked great today. Just not enough around him, you know, putting up what, what they needed to, uh, especially in that run game, like you said. The run game. Yep, for sure. And they have Florida State this coming weekend. So as Buckle we mentioned earlier with FSU, that's a At very home. important At game. Home. Yeah. Which team can bounce back? It's going to be huge for uh, New Year's Six, like you said, whatever oh. whatever could come down to. I know Wake Forest obviously is going to have some say in the New Year's Six situation. <laughs> Mac, I would like to give us a little credit. We went four and two this week. And, you know, we put our picks on. We, we both agreed. Normally we don't completely agree, but we agreed this week, which is fine. Yeah, I got smart. I tried to copy your picks. I tried to do what you did. <laughs> well, we put our picks on Twitter, and people were commenting like, oh, they're just going with the big brands. Oh, blah, blah, blah. These picks suck. Well, four and two, people. Come on, Come on baby. Let them know. In our defense, I was thinking wake, but I talked myself out of it just because I sure. thought the hangover would be too much, and yeah. absolute credit to wake. In my defense, I said, whatever I say about Louisville, the opposite is going to happen, and it did. Freaking so, Louisville. you know, I was we'll get to them. correct about that. Louisville cannot be predicted. They're the most unpredictable team in the world. Team of mystery. <laughs> team of mystery. Okay, let's continue down the list here. A team that is sneakily 4-1. Like, let's not forget they're 4-1. North Carolina handles Virginia Tech 41-10. to We basically said, UNC, if you give up 20 or 25-plus to Virginia Tech, <laughs> You're out. we have a serious problem. Now, I'm not saying their defense is fixed because they held Virginia Tech to 10 points. Like, Virginia Tech can't score. But... It was good to see, Mac. It yeah. was good to see UNC kind of look alive on defense. But before I get into that game at all, I just want to ask you this right now. Is UNC going to be representing the Coastal in Charlotte? At this point? The Coastal look, it, is bad. The Coastal it's, is it's trash gross. right now. It's gross in the best way. Um, the for Both Virginia teams are really struggling. Georgia Tech, okay. Miami lost to Middle Tennessee. Pittsburgh lost. It's... It might be North Carolina at 4-1 right now. Is it going to be North Carolina versus Duke I to love go this Duke to team. the championship? <laughs> I love this Duke team. We'll talk. We'll t- get to them. Duke was like a well-oiled machine. They but did. UNC is – I think UNC and Duke are the two front runners. Those right are your – okay. I'm with it. Yeah. That's perfect because I'm with that 100%. Um, all right. So, anyway, UNC. Uh, Drake May, baller. Just yeah. flat out ball. We've, this we've is, said it a million times. Yeah, he's so good. The, the way that he distributes the ball, the way he sees the field, the throws that he makes, the, the way he can extend plays with his leg, his footwork that just matches up with his accuracy. It, it's incredible to watch. And, and I think UNC, be happy and excited. You get him one more year, and then he's going to go on and be a first-round draft. He's going to go to I mean, the that, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. And, and it's crazy to see. And you know, hopefully this will help in recruiting and get some guys, and maybe he gets to play with them for one year. Uh, but a great win. Good good job there. Defense did something. Happy for him. Proud of him. Um, but, you know, we, we need to keep growing uh, and, and keep figuring that out. But 4-1, and one, like you said, receiving some votes yeah. in the AP. Um, look out. I mean, they're they're for sure my, my favorite right now to, to win the Coastal. I don't think it's – Duke, and then I don't think it's close. Those two, and then there's a big margin between everybody. But some else. respect on Duke's name. I, I am, again, I am, like I've got him. I actually I, have Duke in my power rankings. I have Duke yeah. ahead of North Carolina. I do. Really? But I think I think that quarterback play will separate Drake. I think Drake's well, like remember, that guy. 
the loss to Kansas is better than, is better than the loss to Notre Dame. <laughs> Big facts. Big and that's facts. where we are in life in college football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, what are we doing? But anyway, North Carolina. That's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Nuts. Kansas is ranked uh, now, baby. That's great. Kansas game day. Freaking game day is going to Kansas. They didn't want to do Finally. it for Duke, but they're doing it for TCU. Finally. Josh Downs, eight catches, 120 yards. I mean, let's go. Dude is for real. I just think we need to continue to see this North Carolina team take steps defensively, and that and that was a good step. I am worried for the state of Virginia right now, football wise, is is just struggling. Virginia Tech, like we said, held the 10 points. And then Duke. Duke beats Virginia 38 to 17. I was a little worried about this game, Mac, because I think what you had the stat that Virginia had won four in a row or five in a row against Duke. Yeah. Duke had gone out to Kansas. Didn't have enough, but I really think the Kansas environment was a factor. Again, crazy sentences. Um, but Duke, I really, I'm watching. I didn't watch this game live. Of course, I had all the wedding stuff. I went and watched the condensed game, and my main thought watching that game is Duke looks like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, They know what they want to do. They're right. confident. They have playmakers everywhere. Riley Litter is showing how athletic he is and why he can do that 360 dunk. If you need to see that, go to our YouTube page. So blown away by Duke and their transformation, Mac. And, and I think the you, you talk about that well-oiled machine, and that just goes to show the efficiency. I mean, you know, going into this weekend, they were technically the most explosive offense in the ACC yeah, with average right. yards per play. And, and the efficiency, I think they were sixth in the country going into this weekend or maybe going into the weekend before playing Kansas. So these guys are executing at a super high level. And then we saw the defense get back to, to what we expected from them. And with this Mike Elko you know, just mindset of the team, the Elko era. I'm seeing everybody tweet about that. We're in it. Like, it's happening right now live. Getting their first ACC win in like a thousand tries. I had that written in the rundown for Friday. I don't remember the number, but what an accomplishment. And I just, I I can't, 13. And I cannot help but think, KG, and this is, it sucks because we have to eat our words sometimes, but it's just a fact, okay? We don't know how those things are going to happen. We said to start the season, the goal for Duke was to win a and a singular <laughs> ACC game, and you did it in your first try. Yeah. So I think it's looking really bright. Uh, Duke is making some noise. I think the picture-perfect way to end these divisions, as I kind of mid-conversation for Carolina interjected, is if that Duke-Carolina game yep. settles who goes to the championship, who wins the Coastal Division. I, th- I think that actually happens mid-season. I don't know if they end the season with that. I think that's UNC and NC State. Uh, but I would yeah. love, love to see that. And that would just tie a nice, beautiful, everlasting bow on Coastal Chaos. <laughs> I love it. A Duke-UNC game, fighting for a championship, but it's in football. And, yeah, so oh. Duke and UNC play on October 15th, which is going to be a massive game. I mean, that yeah, it, it still could decide it with how bad these other teams are playing. Sure. Duke has Georgia Tech this week at Georgia Tech. we got to talk Who about knows? the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> then they host North Carolina. Then they go to Miami. So Duke still has, you know, some tests left. Do you have any thoughts on Virginia? It's just, it's kind of depressing to watch Brennan Armstrong and these wide receivers when we know what they can do. And it's just not happening right now. It's honestly, it's just baffling. I I just, I truly don't know what's happening from, from a schematics or guys just not understanding the offense or, or guys not happy with each other. I don't not, know. Not it's the weirdest in. thing. Yeah, That's it, it's what Tony Elliott's quote seemed to indicate. Yeah, and I mean, listen, he has been to the mountaintop a couple of times, and he's been to a level that he expects 
this is what it needs to look like. This is the effort. This is the extra effort. This is the extra time in the in the weight room and in, in the film room after practice. He knows what it looks like. And so if guys can't meet that or guys aren't trying to meet that, that can be frustrating. And and some hurtful things can be said to one another behind closed doors. And I, and I think maybe that's it. You know, maybe guys just aren't quite ready that, that are there now to, to take those steps. And, and certainly that's your job as a head coach is to find guys that will and to make things happen accordingly. So it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see where they've gotten better and, and just that it, that doesn't really help the win total. Like they're running right. the ball so much better. Their defense is playing really, really well compared to last year, but they're losing and they can't move the ball. They can't score points. It, it's really it's strange to see, um, you know, all this and, and the lack of cohesion from the, quarterback and receivers mostly, a guy that threw for 4,000-plus yards a year ago that we thought was going to light it on fire again, that mm-hmm. just not the case. It's like Brennan Armstrong and DJ, you have switched places. And that is not something that anybody I'm would not saying I'm guessed. mad about it, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not something anybody would guess. Mac, you know, Georgia went to Missouri and almost lost this past weekend. And the quote, they won. But the quote I saw from Kirby Smart was, there's nothing easy in the SEC. But yeah, of course, yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo. I, That's true. Yeah, Bo. I would say for Louisville and for Georgia Tech or and for Pitt, there's nothing easy in the ACC. That's right. Because That's these right. these are the two games that just kind of baffled both of us. Yeah. Boston College beats Louisville 34 to 33 in Chestnut Hill. BC, and we you've heard it on the podcast. BC is a team that we were both high on. They have looked <sighs> so bad. Yeah. Their line can't protect. Djokovic nope. looks really frustrated. They can't run the ball. So Louisville comes to town, and you're thinking, okay, Louisville's going to be fine because Louisville mm-hmm. just beat South Florida and looked great. Mm-hmm. And Boston College, Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers have an absolute day. And I think the bottom line with this game, Mac, the, the factor that we didn't really think about is, weirdly, even with Malik Cunningham in this game, the best player on the field is Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Get him the football and let him make plays. Five catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Do the math. What's I mean, that average? Come on. <laughs> 30 yards a catch. That's insane. That's a insane. bad boy. That's Zay, a bad is, boy. Zay is, is the truth. Um, after we get done with this, I need to ask you a Georgia question. Don't let me forget. Um, okay. He is the truth. And, and to see this finally come to fruition, I mean, that's that's what we thought this could look Where's like. Where's it been? Yeah, and, and what's even crazier is Phil completed 18 passes yeah. for 300 yards. I mean, yes. that is disgusting. He was 18 of 21. Where has that been, Phil? Please tell us because we've been waiting on it. And, uh, you know, I, what I, I like what I saw, though. They rolled him out. They moved the pocket. I mean, that's that's coaching at they the end of the day. They changed things. They yeah, and, and it, helps. it helps when you play the team a mystery. That's fantastic. You get to do great things and have this kind of one-off game. You know what your consolation prize is? Uh, Clemson comes to town, and you're on ABC. Congratulations. Have fun with that. But, you know, just seeing those guys, seeing Zay Flowers, just showing how special he is. I mean, social media erupted and, and kind of just says, yep, yeah. there he is, first-round pick, Zay Flowers. And, and I think he has that capability because when you look at – I feel like my voice is cracked like five times in this episode. That it's just something's going on. I don't get it. Um, when you Someone look at Zay, you think of the top drops. <laughs> yeah, please, anything, anything would help. Um, when, when you think of okay, these receivers in the NFL now, and and really when you look at the the guys that are making so much noise, it's these little shifty guys that can get sure. off the line of scrimmage, get downfield, and make big plays. Tyree Kill. That's Zay Flowers. Yeah, that's Zay Flowers. Stephon Diggs. All these guys. I mean, when when you see them, uh, he has that ability, and so. 
don't think there's any question, especially when you when you have a game like this against an ACC opponent, although I, I understand who it is. Um, it, it's impressive to see. Now, on the other side, looking at Louisville, man, it, it is Louisville. What the heck is going on? I mean, truly the team of mystery. Truly do not know what to expect any time those guys walk onto the football field. And it's it's just baffling because the talent is there. Malik Cunningham is a monster. And yet we just can't get it all together. We can't get a defense that had been getting after the quarterback, sacking people like crazy against one of the worst offensive lines in the country right, right now up to this point. Can't get the quarterback down. Cannot get a consistent rush and do things that they need to do. And so I, I know they hit him three times, but hit him nine times. Like go get after him because that's what we've seen, you know, from other teams that have played him. So just unfortunate at the end of the day, Louisville, uh, it's probably about to get really weird there. A lot of, you know, disturbing things on Twitter from Louisville fans. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Louisville moves forward. And Louisville goes to Virginia uh, this week. I mean, who knows? Virginia is a knows? team you should beat. But like, right. <laughs> I, I'm, I give up. I give up trying to explain Louisville. And I think that that is a coaching <laughs> issue when you're that inconsistent. Right. That is a coaching issue. I think that's what a lot of Louisville yeah. fans are frustrated and, and, with. Yeah, and think of a year ago. Okay, Louisville had so many fourth quarter, one score right. games that they were up. Think of Clemson. Think of Virginia. I can't think of a couple other off the top of my head. Think of these games where Louisville was winning, had the game. Fourth quarter comes, boom, get blown out. Virginia scores like 30 points. Clemson scores 15, 16 points. All these teams just go on this run, and you're like, okay, they're not finishing. What do I equivalent that to? Uh, strength staff. Okay, normally that's when those guys push them, right. fire the whole strength staff. They fire everybody, bring everybody in. Now it's just even more lack we of We fixed it. No, you didn't. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Okay. I kind of want to save Georgia Tech for the end because we have clowned <laughs> them at the end like three episodes in a row. So I'm going to save Georgia it. Tech because this is a positive. I actually, I actually I have to ask you this Georgia question. I just remember Oh, yes. Give me the Georgia, Georgia question. If, if let's say, so Georgia's probably the Best, second best team in the in the. Bama's SEC. number one now, but now, but before they were number one. Okay, so if Clemson, let's say, who do you equivalent uh, uh, Mizzou to in the ACC? Who I would I would compare Mizzou to. I think like I think Missouri Louisville would be a good game. So if Clemson did that against Louisville, what would happen to Clemson? Probably drop from five to six or whatever. Just one? Do you think just one spot? Eh, I don't know. I just wanted to see. I wanted to see. I'm Maybe. probably a little bit more biased than you are. So well, I just wanted here's to see the thing: that. if Clemson was number one, yeah, they'd probably drop to like at least drop eight. to three, four, something like that. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to see. It wasn't, a but school it's different when you're number one. I, I, yeah, I mean, that is different. And Clemson has been punished yeah. multiple times for being yeah. number one and not and beating a team handily yeah. and and dropping. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I, I think it applies to Georgia a little bit, but I think it applies to Alabama more. I think Alabama can have a really uninspiring win, and people don't don't really care <laughs> as long as you win. I was right, actually pretty. I was pretty pleased to see Georgia drop. I didn't know if they would do it, but it's only because Alabama's on the other side, Matt. Alabama, that's the only reason. Alabama, that's right. That's the that's only right. reason. Okay, I, I'm going to say Georgia Tech, but I just want Mac to have a couple minutes to discuss Sean Tucker's 23 carries for 232 yards and three touchdowns against some guy named yes. Wagner. And Syracuse is now 5-0, and number 22 in the country. Syracuse, 
I mean, have your moment. Wow. You love to see it. If you guys remember on Friday, I begged and pleaded. I said, please, Sean. I wrote him a letter. It's in the mail. He probably just got it. I said, Sean, please just rush for 150 plus. You know, you haven't had great performances. You haven't been pleased with your own performance. I need you to go off. And what does he do? 230 yards, all the touchdowns in the world. He looks fantastic. Did he have any receiving yards? I'm looking here. Hold on. Uh, no, he didn't. Great. He was just a running. Oh, yeah, he did. Sean Tucker, two catches, 15 yards. So he, he's just a beast. He's a great running back. And it was good to see him get back. Hopefully that's a confidence thing that really gets them rolling and, and feeling good running the football. Garrett Schrader. Uh, yeah, I'm reading this right, KG. 100% accuracy. 17 Insane. of 17 Insane. with 238 that, yards, two touchdowns. Playing. I don't care who no. you're playing. That's, that's impressive really in practice. <laughs> In yeah. practice with no one there, this dude, they're balling. I love Syracuse. I'm about to go buy a Syracuse shirt or something. This is unbelievable I really love them too, to man. see this right now. I feel like I've watched <laughs> them grow up before my eyes. You know? Right. 5-0. and oh. Who the heck would have thought 5-0, and oh, number 22 in Nobody. the country? Not right even now. Dino. Let's be honest. Not even Dino. <laughs> Syracuse, I like where Syracuse is right now because they have a bye week. They get yep. to watch NC State and FSU beat each other up. Mm-hmm. Then they play NC State and they get them at home. So NC State has to go from playing Clemson, Florida State, and then travel to Syracuse, and Syracuse gets a bye. I know Syracuse, the finish to their year is very difficult. We've talked about it. Their schedule's tough. The Pitt game is looking more winnable. The Notre Dame game is winnable. Boston College, of course. But I think Syracuse should feel very good about where they are right now. Is Syracuse bowl eligible by 10-29? Just put their schedule away. When do they have Pitt? I'm going back to it. I'm going back to it. Uh, what's the Notre Dame game? Notre Dame, Clemson, yeah. and NC State. Mm-hmm. Are they bowl eligible after Notre Dame? Hell yeah, Mac. Yes! They, they win one of those. Yes. They win. This is this is the team of destiny. I love this team. The team of I am of now a full-on Syracuse stand. There we go. They win there one we of go. them. I don't know which Tyler one. Probably Notre Dame. But they win one of them. I love this. I Syracuse. love it. Come on, Syracuse. Yeah, there you go. So, biggest Syracuse fans. Are they winning the Atlantic? No. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Easy, easy, easy. No. But, I mean, look. They're, in, good, they're in a good spot right now. They're in a great spot. <laughs> sure. The Atlantic is is ridiculous. Four Loaded. great teams. Loaded. Plus Florida State. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Okay. <laughs> time to give Georgia Tech some love. Georgia Tech, we know it has been a tough couple of weeks. Jeff Collins was fired. Mac and I both thought this Georgia Tech team is, is going to play inspired. Pitt has yeah. not been playing well. Right. They're going to play inspired. We gave you Georgia Tech plus 22. Now, I'm not going to take too much credit because no part of me had Georgia Tech winning. <laughs> no. And Georgia Tech beats Pitt 26 to 21. The big difference maker here are the three turnovers that Georgia Tech forced. Pitt had two fumbles and threw a pick. And those weren't really – I mean, Georgia Tech forced them. So I want to give Georgia Tech credit. And the way, the way Jeff Sims played, I thought Jeff Sims looked really good. They did just enough to win the game. They believed. They hung in there. I mean, I feel, I feel good for these student-athletes because I know yeah. they've been through a lot this season, Mac. Absolutely. And, and that's we, we spoke about it on Friday. Crazy things happen when an alumni takes mm-hmm. over as the interim head coach. We've seen it at FSU like 13 times, three times, four or five times. We saw it at Virginia Tech in the we ball We saw it at Virginia Tech. And now we're seeing, not the ball game. They got aired out. Don't bring up the ball game. Oh my gosh, no. The Virginia game. Excuse me. The Virginia game. My apologies. But <laughs> now we, yeah, now we're seeing it with, with Georgia Tech and the, the inspiration with Coach Key. And you heard it afterwards. I love the interview with 
uh, Jeff Sims after with, with uh, Taylor there and, and just talking. She said, yeah, we off off camera, we just had a really cool conversation. I want to just bring that back up because it's so meaningful. And Jeff says, listen, we were devastated when our coach was fired. That's our guy. That's why we all came here. And, and I think people don't think about that enough. They don't. Especially they don't. administrators when they're making these decisions. They're just like, yeah, you know, fire him. Let's, you know, whatever. They don't think of the hundred plus people that came to that school because of this man. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, look, we were devastated. And what happened? Coach Key was named that, and he put his arms around us and said, listen, boys, I've been here, done that. I've been at this university. I've won at this university. Let's go do it together. We're, we're going to throw everything away, play for that name on the side of your helmet yep. as a family, and they go yep. and get a dub. I mean, people don't understand how much stuff like that. Yeah, how much on the road, how much stuff like that matters. And, and man, momentum's a crazy thing. And when you start believing, you start feeling it, Things like this happen. And this honestly is why college football is the greatest sport ever. Yeah. College sports, uh, college basketball, very similar. That things like this, this doesn't happen in the NFL. You can't okay? explain it. No, you can't. It's, it's just it crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So huge kudos. That defense kind of bend, don't break. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, was down big at one point. Keaton Slovis goes for 300 with three TDs, but the run game just absolutely not there. That's been a big staple for Correct. Pitt all yep. year long. Defense did enough. I mean, they got after the quarterback. They they hit him. They had some sacks. They had four sacks, eleven tackles for loss. But just those turnovers were insurmountable. Right. They they just couldn't get over it. And Georgia Tech gets the dub. I mean, it, the coastal is nuts per usual Chaos. every year. Last year ever. Let's make it crazy. I love this is my last thing, Mac. I love when people tweet at you and they'll say, <laughs> "What the heck." Louisville, what what is wrong with them? Or Georgia Tech, and you just respond, it's college football. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Don't hurt yourself. And that's Listen, why we love it. The, the one thing that I think, KG, you and I have really discovered even more so um, now that we've been doing this thing for a couple of years, the more you study, the more you prepare, sometimes the least sense it makes. It's true. <laughs> sometimes you just have to think, you know what, Georgia Tech, they're going to rally. Pitt doesn't look good. Take yeah. Georgia Tech plus the points. Who knows? 100%. Something crazy is going to happen. Who knows? Well, this is, guess what? Something crazy is going to happen this weekend. Cannot wait. Okay. We're going to have a massive guest on Wednesday. Help us preview the game uh, that we deem game of the week. And then, of course, we're everything on Friday. We're going to get after it. Cannot wait, guys. Another great episode. Gramlick and McElane, thank you for joining us. Go get SiriusXM. Get it in your car. Get it on your phone. So you can just take us wherever you want to go. But we also need you to go over to YouTube. Rate, review, subscribe. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Always good from hearing from you guys over there the OGs. Uh, but until next time, we'll see y'all.